welcome to the Zojo Talk podcast. I am Paul Lefevre, the Zojo Developer Evangelist, and I have with me two guests this time, Dana Brown and Alyssa Foley. And these are the two people uh, that pretty much keep Zojo running. So this is a pretty important podcast because, uh, you know, everyone wants to make sure Zojo keeps running, right? So we're going we're gonna to start with Dana. So Dana, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, how you heard about Zojo, how you came to be working here, and what you kind of do. Okay, sure. Well, I'm glad to finally be on the Zojo Talk podcast. Um, I've been with Zojo for 10 years now. Um, Previously, I worked for a company that did um, enterprise supply chain software, and um, I was looking for a new opportunity, um, something a little bit that would give me more um, opportunity to touch different parts of marketing, where I was in a very specific role at my old company. I wanted to get into the PR and more online marketing. Um, so I answered a, a Craigslist job ad and had a phone interview with Jeff. And uh, I remember being so stunned when I said, so what do you do at the company? And he's like, oh, well, I'm the CEO. And uh, it, it was just a very big culture change from where I was coming in the enterprise software market. Um, yeah, so yeah, that, those huge companies are just a totally different beast. Totally different beast, totally different vibe. I remember when I came for my job interview, um, it was back when we had an office and I went in and there was a TV and a lineup of shoes and everyone was just really casual. Um, and so I thought, well, this is a really good fit. Um, I learned a lot about um, the Zojo community and Zojo that day. And I said, this is, this is where I want to be. Um, so I, uh, I started uh, about 10 years ago, as I said. Um, so at Zojo, I'm responsible for all of the Zojo marketing from our um, online marketing and advertising, our PR, um, everything from the website, and also my favorite part of my job is XDC. Um, so I get to do a lot of different things and a lot of different kinds of marketing and come up with new opportunities, which is always really fun. Sweet. So everyone should recognize Dana if they've been to XTC because she's always the one who's running around and, you know, making sure everything goes smoothly and that, you know, people can go to their sessions and actually learn things. So let's, uh, let's transition to our other person here. And yes, Dana and Alyssa are two different people. We, we often have people that tend to confuse them. They might call Alyssa Dana or Dana or Alyssa and vice versa, or not even think that there's two different people here, that it's the same person who you know, goes by two different names. I don't know. But we actually have Alyssa here. And now, Alyssa, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you came to Zojo and some of the stuff you do? Sure, Paul. Um, well, um, I started working for Zojo about nine years ago. Um, Dana had started dating a friend of mine from high school. And um, we went out once and she was telling me what she did. And I thought that was so cool that, you know, she worked in this tech industry. Um my background was in admin, and I'd worked previously at a Montessori school as an administrator. And then for the last seven years before that, um, I had been managing um, various law firms. And I was quite happy with my law firm job and um, got to work downtown by the Capitol in Austin, and it was really fun. So um, Dana and her then-boyfriend, now husband, and I went out one day, and she was telling me about where she worked. And I thought that was so cool, and she said, you know, we're looking for a bookkeeper. And I said, oh, I'm, I'm kind of happy. Um, but Dana's not someone you easily say no to. And she definitely asked me a bunch of times, just send in your resume. Just send in your resume. And I was like, well, I don't know. Finally, I was like, okay, I'll do it. I'll try it, see what it is. 
So I go in for an interview um, and like Dana's experience, you walk in and the office was very casual as everyone's shoes are off. People were playing wee bowling and stuff. It's pretty much the exact opposite of everything I've ever experienced in a law office in Texas. Um, so um, have an interview, meet Jeff um, and the team and they were really great, but I just wasn't sure if I was ready to switch and especially switch to um, an environment that I was completely unfamiliar with. I mean, I didn't even have a computer at home. The cell phone I had was that Nokia one that everyone had bought like a decade before, but I was the only one still using it. <laughs> and um, anyway, so I remember after the interview talking with Jeff and um, got the feeling that he really liked me. And I was like, well, you know, I'm not quite sure I'm ready for a career change. And he said, well, you know, what's your least favorite thing about working at the law firm? And I said, well, to be honest, it may seem silly, but my least favorite thing about it is having to wear pantyhose to work every day. In Texas, it's hot, and that's really hot. So um, he was like, well, if you work here, you can work in your pajamas. And I was like, hmm, all right, sold. So switch of careers pretty easily. <laughs> um, and that was uh, nine years ago, almost exactly. I started working in early February. Um, so, and it was just a week before XTC that year. So I definitely feel like my start with Zojo was like trial by fire. Well, Dana. I clearly remember that. I clearly remember that XTC, the 2008 XTC, I think it was March that year. And, yeah, uh, and I remember, you know, you had just started and you were sitting there with Dana, like, you know, taking registrations and stuff. And she was introducing you to everybody and you were just like, I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> Who are all these people? <laughs> It was, it was an interesting way to start that job, I, but it was neat. Like, I remember meeting so many people from the community there. I remember meeting Bob Keeney there that day and, and a bunch of users that I now get to see every year and talk to on a regular basis, which is one of the really cool things about working for Zojo is getting to know our community members and, and working with them throughout the years. Well, I think that's also something attendees like about XDC is seeing everyone year after year, too. So we, uh, we get the same benefit there. Yeah, yeah, totally. We definitely have some people that we have known a really long time and, you know, get really comfortable with and really uh, happy to see them each year. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it came out when you two were giving you little overviews, but you two knew each other before Zojo. Well, we didn't know each other. We went to the same high school in Houston, but very small school, very small school. Um, ah, and I okay. graduated high school with Dana's husband in our class of 51 people. But um, Dana was a few years younger than us, and I, mm -hmm. you know, although I'm sure we saw each other in the hollowed hall. Well, I remember you, but I think I was I was a freshman, so I knew you know I knew all the seniors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was kind of funny when when um, Dana's husband told me she he had met this. We had been friends in Austin, hanging out, and and he disappeared for a couple of weeks. So our friend John and I would went and hunted him down and we were like where have you been what are you doing he's like I found a girl I met this girl and we're like oh whatever you know come out with us and he was like no she's really cool we're playing wow and I was like all right <laughs> oh stop <laughs> <laughs> so uh Alyssa you had mentioned you know one of the big selling points for you for coming to work for Zojo was the that you the don't have to get work outfit <laughs> the casual yes. work outfit and yeah. uh and nowadays, Zojo is a totally virtual company. We we don't have a main office or anything. Uh, it's me, like, Alyssa, and um, myself, and I think just a couple other people. We're the we're the only ones that work for Zojo today that ever worked in the physical office. Yeah, we did, and William and Jason, and then of course Jeff. But we're the only ones who were from back in the day when we had an office back in 
Because we closed the office down in 08. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah, we had some, some fun things going back in the day when we had an office, we would all kind of IM each other and go meet in the center of the office and play Foursquare. Um, that was a big thing about our corporate culture is you had to be playing Foursquare and have your own special move. Jeff was, I think the lone wolf and <laughs> everyone had their special move to kind of win the game. Um, but yeah, I think that, uh, 08, we changed the whole, um, model and went to this virtual, um, company and it's been really great for us because we've been able to bring in all these people that live in different parts of the United States and world, um, that otherwise might not have relocated to Austin. Um, so it, it's been great from that aspect, although we really need to work on our Foursquare training. It's true. Yes, the Foursquare has suffered, but, um, you know, our employee turnover, actually, since we switched to the virtual model, um, our employee turnover is 0.02%. So it's just it's pretty much nobody. Nobody <laughs> leaves an awesome job where you can work in your PJs and have flexible hours with a good team of people who all kind of share this like-minded view to do what we can, do everything we can for Zojo. Yeah, I, I've obviously haven't been at Zojo nearly as long as you guys, uh, five years now, I guess. But I've been working uh, from my home office since 2008 as well, full time. And, and, you know, people always ask me, how can you do that? And I'm like, I don't think I could ever go back in a real office. <laughs> yeah, it's a big change. I think I'd be ruined at this point. Yeah, but the days where I have to actually sit in traffic to get somewhere first time. Yeah, like when I got to drive across town to pick up the kids at school or something like that, you know, and I don't live in a big city or anything. I get so frustrated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So besides the pajamas, what would you say are some of the big uh, benefits of uh, the virtual office and being able to work from a home office? I like that you can, it's real easy um, as a, as a, you know, full-time employee, but also as a working mom. It's nice to be at home. You can, you know, knock out a couple loads of laundry or maybe during lunch break, you can vacuum the house or do chores. And I mean, just these little things you could do at home that would easily add up in the evenings. Yeah. It also gives us the flexibility to, to be there when the kids get home from school. Um, you know, I have a little one, so I've kind of adapted my work schedule around him. Um, so even though I still get my, my eight-hour day in. I might start at five in the morning and take a couple extra breaks during the day and end late at night, um, which it's great. It gives you the flexibility to do that. And if several other employees that have young kids um, that, that enjoy that flexibility, as well as I see it being becoming more commonplace in the work environment, on my street alone, and I don't live on a very long street, but there's five of us that are essentially in this full-time working stay-at-home mom category. And we all kind of enjoy this flexibility, which, you know, gives us the opportunity to continue our careers and, and keep working uh, for the companies that we have a passion for, but also be there for the kids, which is completely unique to to this, uh, you know, time frame, having the Internet and video capabilities and, and all that stuff. So I, I think it's a really great opportunity. Yeah, working from home is definitely the easiest way that I can imagine working, being a working mom. It gives you that flexibility, but I also like to look at it since I do our HR and admin, I have to look at it also from an employer standpoint. And from that standpoint, it's all positives, at least in the experience Sojo has had with it. We've, um, you know, your kid, when you have a sick kid, 
you know, we're already home. You know, you can work through nap times, you know, sick kids going to sit there and watch cartoons anyway. I mean, most times if I've got a sick kid, I'm going to still be able to get all eight hours in. And that wouldn't happen if we had to come into an office or even if working from home wasn't the standard. You know, if you bring your laptop home, you work from home a couple days, that doesn't really give you the same flexibility as if you're working from home all the time. All your stuff is here. This is your office. Yeah, totally. I just find it to be so much more productive. My kids are older than your kids at this point, so they're you yeah. know even less of a distraction other than when they decide they need to practice their musical instruments and it can get a little noisy. But uh, they don't require as much you know attention or supervision necessarily. But I mean, when I'm here alone working, you know that's super productive. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have general you know people just wandering by or things that can really interrupt me. Uh, so, you know, I've always preferred that, you know, you go into an office and, you know, you get the little setup for when you walk in, you get to say hi to everyone and then people stop and visit you all day long. And, you know, that, that kind of adds up and particularly when you're doing, you know, I know for programmers and engineers, you know, getting interrupted when you're in the middle of working on some code is like the worst thing ever. So they get really mad. (laughs) Yeah, I have that experience since I I do our bookkeeping as well. And it's, you know, it's one of those things, like, if you interrupt me, if I'm in the middle of reconciling an account, it's just, it takes forever to get back into it. Well, you've got like 50 different things in your head that you're tracking. And then someone comes in and just to ask you a quick, it's a quick question for them. And then all of a sudden you lose those things you had in your head and you got to go back through and pull it all back up and and start over from scratch. And that's, it's very frustrating. I remember reading stats a while ago about, you know, how much time is actually lost when you get interrupted for, say, two minutes. You actually lose, like, 15 minutes of time because it's the five minutes at the beginning, the two minutes of the talk, and the five minutes it takes for you to get back into what you were doing at the same speed you were at when you got it originally interrupted. Yeah, that makes sense. So, Alyssa, you had mentioned, uh, you know, doing bookkeeping and stuff. But people might not know all the specific things that you do for Zojo. You kind of wear a lot of hats. Yeah, well, like any small company, all of us wear a couple different hats. So um, I was originally hired as admin and bookkeeping, and I still do both of those tasks. Um, and then about six months after I had started, maybe less, um, I started doing our customer service as well. So we've had a couple other customer service team members come and go, so I just kind of lead up that team when there's um, more of us or not. Um, So um, I also manage all of our social media accounts. So if you're talking to us on Twitter, um, that's most likely me. Um, Sometimes Paul too. Um, He's there for the more technical questions we get on social media. Um, But we're on Twitter, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, um, and uh, Google Plus for what that's worth. We're there. And uh, um, so let's see. Yeah. Those are all of my main hats. (laughs) And Dana, you mentioned, you know, one of your favorite things is doing XTC. And uh, I know uh, we sent out or did an announcement, maybe it was last month, but uh, did you want to mention a little bit about what the next XTC is? Yeah, well, the next XTC is going to be just over a year year away, April 25th, and we're going to be in Denver, Colorado. We're really excited to kind of go a little more west um, to a completely different kind of place where we've been. So far, we've done XDC um, in Texas several times, in Austin and in Houston, and we've gone to Las Vegas and we've gone to Orlando. So Denver is a new city that we're adding to the XDC rotation. Um, We're going to be at this great hotel called the Magnolia Hotel, and it is near a district that has lots of shopping, lots of restaurants. 
um, and it's right near um, the uh, Union Station, which has a route from the airport. So it's a lot of convenience um, in that area. We're going to be opening up the call for speakers very soon. Um, so if you're out there and you're thinking you might be interested in presenting at XDC, um, reach out to somebody, me, Paul, um, and we can help you kind of narrow down your topic. Um, we're just looking for lots of great news, those are topics, um, and hopefully we get a lot of submissions. Usually we have enough for about um, two tracks. Um, and the reason we usually narrow it to those two is, um, is because of the space of the hotel. At the Magnolia, we kind of have the whole floor, so we have another room. So if we get lots of topics, we can add a whole other track, which would be really cool. Um, we've tried that once before, and it was great having so many sessions, but a lot of time it's um, limitations of the hotel that we can't do that third one. So um, we're looking forward to hopefully um, getting to do that in Denver. Um, Denver's one of my favorite cities, so I'm really looking forward to going back there. We've gone to the city. We've gone to kind of the outskirts and, and done um, Vail and um, Avon and things like that. So I'm excited to, to move to XCC to there. Yeah, I've never been to Denver. I was going to ask you if uh, either yeah. you guys have actually been. I, I hear nothing but great things about Denver, so I'm excited to yeah, check it out. Yeah, it's a really great city. I mean, we've gone on several family vacations and family reunions there, and, and I always love going back. Yeah, I think I went to Denver one time when I was maybe 13, and honestly, all I remember is I got the worst sunburn of my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do need to remember your sunblock. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, Texas, it was so cool and sunny. And I was like, oh, this is so refreshing. I'll just lay out here and, and try. Well, you know, in Denver, you're like, you know, that much closer to the sun, right? Because you're... I guess. Yeah. I think it was more just that it wasn't blazingly hot, that I just didn't realize what was going on. Yeah, yeah, it's sneaky. That's, that can happen here a lot. Because if you, like, go to the beach here in the summer, you know, you generally you'll get a cool ocean breeze because the water here barely will break 60 degrees, even in the dead of mm -hmm. summer. So you're sitting on the beach and you're not really sweltering or anything like that. And you might get lazy about the sunscreen. And then the next thing you know, you're, you've turned into a lobster. And it, we mm -hmm. always joke because we can tell the tourists that come up here and go to the beach because they, they're the ones that are glowing red after <laughs> a day on the beach because they, they, they didn't realize that they were still going to get cooked if they didn't put the sunscreen on. Yeah, this sunburn was so bad that my eyelids turned purple. Like, they burned past red into purple. It was, that's never oh happened. <laughs> well, going back to the call for speakers, I, we the last XTC, we had a ton of new people present compared to yeah. past XTCs. And I think it does help having a long lead time for the call for speakers. And yeah. uh, we did try to work with people that were newer to help them refine their topic and, you know, give them feedback and stuff like that. So, you know, if it's something you're interested in and you've never presented before, you know, that, that doesn't disqualify you, you know, contact us, talk with us. I'm sure we can, you know, as I like to say, everyone is an expert in something. Everybody knows <laughs> something that someone else doesn't know. And you can share that knowledge. And, uh, and if that thing happens to be about Zojo or something Zojo related, come to XTC and share it. All right, cool. So I always like to, uh, you know, have a little more casual chat with people. So Dana and Alyssa and I, I mentioned on another podcast, you know, I'm, I'm partly on the marketing group, the social media group. So I work with Dana and Alyssa quite a bit in addition to yeah. the engineering people. And I said on another podcast, you know, that, you know, these two are the fun two to work with at Zojo. <laughs> You know, they're not, you know, boring state engineers that, uh, <laughs> you know, aren't constantly, you know, 
being party people. But uh, so we often will talk about like what TV shows we are in currently enjoying and uh, or other things like that. And I know they don't enjoy my particular type of music necessarily, but uh, uh, we do have a, a commonality of TV shows that we watch. And uh, so I, we were talking the other day and um, Dana had mentioned she just started watching The Magicians. Yes. Which is a show on the Sci-Fi Network. And I think, Alyssa, you said you were watching that, too, I as well. Season one, yeah. Um, you finished season one, yeah. Season one. I'm not sure how to watch season two. I remember seeing it advertised to me on Twitter, but we are a we, cord cut, cut at our household. We've been that way for a decade yeah. now. Yeah, season so one showed up on Netflix over the Christmas break. that's how I watched it. Yeah, so that's what I did. I watched it over our holiday break, and uh, I thought it was pretty good. And then season two started up at the end of January. So it's live on Sci-Fi right now. I have the Sci-Fi app on my Apple TV that's uh, connected to a cable account, and uh, that's how I can get the episodes. But otherwise, I don't think there's any way that you can get it. Yeah, I am totally do not illegally use my mother-in-law's sign-in for her Comcast to watch um, <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race and uh, other things. I can't get <laughs> streaming, you know, the important shows. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I've never seen that, but I, it sounds quite important. It has the name Paul in it, so it must be important. <laughs> Have you guys watched Sense8? I just am about to finish since season one of Sense8. Sensei, that's a Netflix show. Uh, I was really interested in that show because it was written by the guy that created and wrote most of Babylon 5, the seminal sci-fi show from the 90s, one of my favorite shows ever. And uh, I was like, ooh, uh, I forget his last name. It's like Straczynski or something like that. And I was like, oh, he's got a Netflix show. I can't wait to watch this. So I started Sensei, and I made it about two episodes in, and that show is weird. (laughs) Yes, it is. I think that's kind of what drew me in. I was like, I need to see what the what's going on here. I'm not exactly sure after two episodes I have any idea what's going on, but yeah. I saw they put out like a Christmas special. This did they really? And I'm huh. like, really? That this is going to fit with it? So I, I'm way behind on that one. It's on. It's still on my watch list on Netflix, but other things keep bubbling up ahead of it because I just remember how weird it was. And now I've seen yeah. like one or two, and I I might have to rewatch them because I don't think I remember anything. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. I think I told Alyssa about this one, but I just finished The Night Manager. It's not sci-fi, but um, but it's a really good one on Amazon. And do you remember what I said? I said, okay, yeah. I'm going to go check it out on Amazon. And the first thing I did was click on it and say, I think I've read this book. Which yeah, is- that's how it was with Outlander, with several other shows that I've recommended to you. You're like, oh, I read this book like 15 years ago. <laughs> So, no, I haven't watched that. Or I tried Outlander, but that was just, there was too much. I mean, I love science fiction. I love fantasy. But, like, if it's too much damsel in distress or there's too much romance, I'm like a 12-year-old. I'm just like, I can't handle that. Yeah, I've never seen Outlander. My wife loves Outlander, probably because it's, you know, a little lighter on the sci-fi and bigger on the, you know, the relationships and the romance part. But uh, she looks forward to that show when it comes out every year. That yeah, Outlander was is being made by the guy that did uh, Battlestar Galactica, which I th- think is kind of cool. But that didn't make me want to watch it, <laughs> even though I liked Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> yeah, Paul, I know you didn't watch Buffy. Alyssa and I were huge Buffy fans. But I actually just saw yesterday that they, um, in the same in the same Joss Whedon realm, they were saying they might bring back 
Firefly. Um, if Joss uh, agrees to participate, the, I guess the original cast has said that they would be interested. So that would be really cool. That would be, though I hear this rumor like every three years. So I put as oh, little to yeah. it as I do, like, you know, the next Star Trek television show that's just around the corner. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, like great. I've been trolled with that one for like 20 years. Firefly was definitely awesome. I'm really glad they got to do that movie to kind mm-hmm. of wrap the show yeah, up. Yeah, Serenity, that was fantastic, yeah. But a new show, I mean, the actors are now all quite a bit older. I mean, that show was like 15 years ago or something like that. So doing that with the original cast, I don't know how great that would be. And, you know, they killed off the pilot, dude. Uh, <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody hasn't seen it yet. Yeah, you haven't seen the 10-year-old movie. So... Uh, you know, they they wouldn't even necessarily be able to bring him back if they were continuing. So I don't know how they would do that if they wanted to bring it back. But, yeah, certainly, I mean, Joss Whedon doing a TV show is always kind of cool because he gets to, you know, dig right into that, you know, crazy dialogue and big backstory stuff that he likes yeah. doing. You know, when he when he kind of went away to do the Avengers movies and other things, you know, eh. Uh, you know, yeah. a movie you can't get into. Uh, you, you only get two hours to work with, and I think he needs more time to do what he does best than two hours. It's reasonable. All right. And, well, the other thing I wanted to bring up is uh, Dana doesn't participate in this, but uh, Alyssa and I play Clash Royale, and we have a Zojo clan. We do. We do. We do have a Zojo clan that was originally started uh, on the Zojo forum for other Zojo type people to join and, uh, you know, have a little clan because you can, you know, share resources and stuff like that and, you know, play each other and things. Yeah. Well, we had a Clash of Clans first, but we also have a Clash Royale. And I know you and I both don't play Clash of Clans anymore, right? You're just playing no. Clash Royale now. Yeah. I don't play Clash of Clans anymore, though. We still have the Zojo clan there. I think I'm still technically the leader of the Zojo clan, but I <laughs> I don't even know if I have that uh, game still installed on my phone. But I love yeah. Clash Royale. It's kind of one. Well, it's it's a love hate game for me. Sometimes I love it, and then sometimes I want to throw my phone across the room. But uh, but our our clan, our Zojo clan, has kind of been taken over. It has <laughs> no, and I'm with you. I only play with Clash Royale now. I totally rage deleted Clash of Clans like three months ago and haven't even checked in. So if it still thinks you and I are the bosses, it's running headless through the Clash of Clans. <laughs> Totally. But I love Clash Royale. I don't get tired of it. I love just getting to, you know, play in a waiting room or, you know, you've got five or six minutes. You can always play, which is so much better than Clash of Clans where you have to be at the right place in your game in order to actually play. Right. Yeah. Clash Royale, you can play a couple quick games in just a few minutes, which is nice. But the, yeah. our Clash Royale clan, as I was saying, was taken over. I had added my son to our clan when he first started playing the game. And uh, and he ended up getting a bunch of his middle school friends to join the clan. And then he has since left our clan because we weren't good enough for him. But all his middle school friends have invited other middle school friends. So now it's kind of like a middle school clan of like... Yeah. <laughs> it's like you and me and I believe Hal Gumbert plays with us and maybe a couple other people. And then it's a bunch of middle school kids, which I didn't realize until one day in our clash in our clan chat some kid was like you know so and so kicked me off well you were mean to me on the bus and i was like who are these people (laughs) 
Yep, I did. I, and I know most of these kids because, you know, I, I've known them since they were little when going to school with my son. And, yeah, one of them had kicked another a friend out. You know, not in a serious way, but kicked him out of the clan because he was mean on the bus or something. And uh, so I, like, I gave him, like, a little suspension almost in the clan. And he was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry, Mr. LaFever. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I play it with my kids now. I have um, twins that are, they'll, they'll be four in a week, so they're four. But they love to play it with me, and we're working really hard to learn how to drop, you know, the fireballs and the arrows on the other team's castles and the other team's, like, characters out on the board. Because my son just wants to shoot fireballs at any, he doesn't care what he shoots the fireballs at. And my daughter just wants to make the dragons appear. So if I don't have any dragons down on the bottom, she doesn't want to play. Well, dragons and fireballs, those are related, so that's exciting stuff. Yeah, yeah, we're big dragon fans in our house. (laughs) All right, well, I think we probably can start to wrap up here. So if you have questions on things Zojo, uh, how can we reach people? Well, Alyssa has the email hello at Zojo.com, if I remember right. Is that correct? Absolutely. Hello at uh, Zojo.com, sales at Zojo.com. those are the big ones. You can always reach me there. Um, so if you if you write up customer service or if you email customer service via the website, that's me. Um, and I can answer all your questions. If I can't answer your question, I'll get you to the person who can. So feel free to email that. Um, also reach out to us at Twitter, um, at Zojo. Um, I love to talk to everyone on Twitter. Maybe I don't know you're on Twitter. Let me know where you are. Also, we have a couple Twitter lists that are um, apps made with Sojo or, or things like that, or if you work on third-party tools, whether they're free or open source or whatever, um, let me know about those. I'd love to put you um, in those lists and maybe share what you made with Sojo with the whole community. All right, cool. And Dana will take your press releases and get those put out for you. Um, if you're using Sojo in a cool way and maybe have a story you want to tell, definitely get in touch with Dana for that. And if anything XTC related questions, thoughts, whatever, she loves hearing that. And of course that is uh, Dana at Zojo.com works quite well for them. Yeah. Or PR at Zojo.com or XTC at Zojo.com. I like people just email me Paul at Zojo. Nice and simple, you know, four letters, four letters, easy to remember. So I want to thank Dana and Alyssa for being on this, which would be essentially the first Zojo Talk of 2017. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. Yeah, thanks, Paul. And so hopefully now we've, you know, proved to everyone that we are two different people. Well, right. We- well, there at the very end, wow. you both talked at the same time. So that's right there. That's proof. That's proof right there. Come to XTC and you can meet us in person. Um, and just to reiterate, if you're interested in coming to XTC or want to talk about it, session topic, please reach out to us. We would love to meet you at XCC. All right. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day. Bye.